Hello and welcome to the Verblio Show. This is the podcast for digital agencies and digital marketers brought to you by Verblio, the friendliest content creation platform in the business. I'm your host, Steve Pakras, and I'm Verblio CEO. Today I'm talking with Brent Weaver, CEO of Digital Agency Academy YouGurus and a leading agency coach. Brent has helped thousands of agency owners in his career in addition to spending over a decade at the head of his own successful agency, and the experience shows. I reached out to Brent early in the COVID crisis to hear his take on the changing market trends and how he was advising his clients through the uncertainty. Brent and I spoke on April 27th, 2020. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Brent Weaver, thanks so much for talking to me today. You have a huge agency business where you coach some of the top agencies out there. I would love to hear about what your clients are seeing now and what they saw at the beginning. How's that changing? There's this kind of niche lottery that happened. Some businesses were not really affected immediately. I think there is a domino effect that's going to impact every business that's out there. And then there's those businesses that were were kind of, they drew like the the short straw and they were negatively affected in a massive way. Therefore, the agencies that serve them were also dramatically affected. And then there's this other set in the, in the market where they kind of won the, the niche lottery, right? And they all have doubled down, doubled down on their marketing. They've doubled down on their investment in their websites and their Facebook ads and, and that kind of stuff. So we've seen those agencies struggling to keep up with demand. So you've got the small guys who were just devastated at the beginning is that you know, maybe 10% and there's 10% at top or is the distribution feel different? I'd say it's probably a little bit larger of, of, of the businesses that have been negatively affected. I mean, I think it's probably like 15 or 20% have had some negative impact. There's been some really weird advice out there, Steve. I've got a client that their clients were told by their accountants to, to stop spending any money, even if it's something that you've already purchased, even if you're in contract with something, just don't, don't spend any money. So there's, mm. you know, agencies that have accounts receivables and they're going to these businesses and saying, you know, hey, you owe me money. You're 60 days past due. Even if the agency's clients have, have stayed in business, there's a lot of really funky things going on that I think has made it a lot more challenging environment for people to do business in. The peak in the middle, the mainstream clients who are not among the top winners and top losers, what have you seen differently kind of in the most, you know, we were, just so everybody knows we're at April 22nd, got to put a timestamp on every conversation is... We never know what next week could bring. What's different now than the first wave of impact that you were seeing for your clients? Some of my clients that were struggling like hardcore a month ago, having a lot of really hard conversations, they are seeing some results with coming back to their clients and being persistent and coming to their clients with new strategies. And so I think we've been really preaching to our members, you know, to be persistent and be compassionate and be empathetic. Everybody's got to deal with some, some really immediate challenges around generating revenue around retaining clients, but whatever you can do to kind of protect that core business is, is, is going to be important. And then, and then continue to help your clients to pivot out of this because everybody's got to figure out some way to change their business, at least a little bit during, you know, through this crisis, because if this goes on for 18 months, you can't save your way. You can't cut back your business and, and maintain uh, if this goes on for 18 months, that strategy works for a month or two. I think that's starting to, to turn the tide and people are coming back to agencies now that weren't doing that immediately. And they're starting to spend a little bit of money to, to, to try to solve these problems. Can you talk about the ways that you're guiding your clients um, through this crisis, what they should be doing with their end clients and also what you're doing differently with them? One of the biggest things is just changing the time frame. People aren't thinking about things in a, in a year, right? Going to a client saying, you know, let's, uh, let's rebrand your business and, and spend six months, you know, rebranding or, you know, spend, spend, you know, six months building you that website or whatever. 
for a lot of clients, again, it depends on whether how impacted they are, how urgent they are, what kind of situation they're in. They're currently, you know, bleeding out cash and they need a solution today to generate revenue, going to them and selling them a project that's going to take them three to six months. I don't think they're probably going to go for it. Really trying to think about how do you deliver more timely solutions to your clients. So for example, one of our clients who literally, um, while this, right before this crisis hit, we were coaching them on, on pivoting their niche. So they literally were changing from one market to another market. Yeah. And they had no traction in their, in their new niche. And then all of this broke out. And of course, the, the initial thought was, what a, what a terrible time to, <laughs> to re-niche. But what's actually happened is they were able to go into this market that had a vacuum. All of these people in this, in this niche, nobody knew what to do. And they've started providing webinars, free content, free coaching. They created a Facebook group and they basically are doing it. They're hosting these open office hours just to help people in this market come in and ask questions about marketing, about websites, et cetera. As one of the biggest proponents of going niche with your agency and really uh, specializing, especially of where we are in the life cycle of agencies, have you changed your thoughts on, on that strategy? And then do you think it's possible? Is it all about just changing your niche if your current niche is no longer where you want to be? Has this situation changed my view on whether your agency should have a tight definition of who you serve, right? We, we say, look, a target market, whether you call that a niche, a customer segment, who you serve, are you clear about who you serve? Is that important in this environment? One could argue that some generalist agencies who just kind of were jack of all trades and served a lot of different people, you know, maybe that they were impacted less because of what's been happening. And I want to qualify that though, with the companies that we've worked with that have owned their market and built a list of people in their market and have developed a following and have become an authority in, that, in those markets, while they might have had a short-term revenue hit, this situation has actually created massive marketing potential for them. They've quadrupled the size of their email list in 30 days. There are some people that are quote unquote worked with, they were niched, but they actually didn't have any, any marketing assets. They just had 10 restaurants that they worked with. Those companies have been hit really hard and they don't have a platform to, to pivot and quickly sign clients up for new services. But the three things that we look at are, first, can we change the problem that you're talking about and keep everything else the same? Same solutions, same niche, just start talking about different problems. If we can do that and find traction with that, just changing your messaging, that's really easy to pivot. Uh, you might hear my kids in the background. Might, it sounds like you might hear running mind. past the stores. It, it, it wouldn't be COVID. So problem is the first thing we look at. Second thing is the offer. Companies selling uh, $20,000 websites, now they're selling $5,000 websites that take them you know, 80% less time. Companies selling $5,000 a month retainers, now they're selling $500 a month done with you coaching and consulting services. If you do that, if you start talking about different things, if you pivot your offers and try to continue to serve the market that you're in and you're not finding traction, then the third thing that I'd look at is, is the market, right? I'd look at, okay, you know, is this thing just dead in the water for a period of time? What we've actually found though, in actually coaching with people in the trenches, I haven't yet found somebody that actually needed to do that. Um, even in the most hard hit niches, they're reaching out to the associations or reaching out to the trade groups or reaching out to the influencers. And they're saying, Hey, we've got some ideas of how we can help people in this market. And, uh, and some of those people are seeing their, their businesses shoot up. So far, I haven't seen somebody have to pivot their niche. Um, but if they do need to pivot their niche or go broad or um, go back to all of their old clients, anybody they've ever worked with over the last 10 years and, and do some stuff for money, then, you know, I think that's um, just a way to deal with this problem in the short term. But obviously, you know, 
those big markets are going to come back online. The value proposition in the marketplace around working with a specialist versus working with a generalist, like if we're on a battlefield and I'm injured and somebody is like a family doctor, is that better than nothing? Yes. But if I'm going to have heart surgery, I want a specialist, right? And so I don't think that this situation has changed that at all. If anything, it's made it uh, it's put a premium on those people that are truly specialists. I was just going to wrap up by asking you if any questions that I didn't ask you that you would like to ask or you think would, you've got guidance on that you should share. I think that one thing that, that I've personally struggled with and I've seen people struggle with is whether it's okay to not know the answer or be uncertain mm-hmm. about something. You know, I was talking with, with one of my mentors and you know, all they're talking about is uh, you, know, you need to have confidence. You need to have confidence and certainty. And you need to just be like telling everybody it's, it's going to, you know, that everything's going to be perfect and they need to, you know, double down and triple down and scale up their business. And if you don't scale up your business right now, like you're going to be out of business. And it's like, dude, like, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of part of the answer. And I think that people just need to be okay with the fact that I, I think we're going to be okay, but things are also going to be really hard. And I think some people are trying to act like things aren't extremely hard right now. And I don't think they're addressing the challenge right now. And I think we've been a little bit more open in, in what we've been talking about in our advertising and our emails that like, you know, when you have a business and 10 of your clients call you to cancel in one day, like that's a hard day. It's hard to be confident and act like nothing's, you know, nothing bad is happening. Then my friend, uh, Mark Gudman wrote an email that said, um, you know, it's not you, it's COVID. You know, it's not like you've made a mistake in your business that got you here, right? It's like the world, like there was a pandemic. And if you're blaming yourself because your business is failing because you didn't, pre, you know, you didn't prepare well enough for this, like, I, I don't think that's fair thinking. So I try to end this on a lighter note, which is asking if you've come up with anything creative or fun to keep you and your kids sane during this time. Sane, yes. Safe, I'm not sure. Uh, I like to, to BMX and I can't go to the skate park right now with my kids. So we just ordered a bunch of wood from Home Depot and uh, we are, we are going to build a quarter pipe in my uh, front yard. My neighbor's going to love it, uh, but uh, it's going to be awesome. And hopefully we will not go to the hospital, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we're going to build like a, a, a nice size quarter pipe. I've got a three and five year old. We're going to teach them how to do some tricks. So we're going to have some fun. That is the best answer I've heard so far. <laughs> That's it for this episode of The Verblio Show. Thanks for tuning in. This is Steve Pockross in Denver, Colorado, signing off.